So, this podcast is recorded in a house with dogs, cats, teenagers, at least one other artist. So... Chickens. Chicken. The chickens are not in the house. No, we draw the line We somewhere. draw the line there, yeah. The, the, all the chickens have moved out. The baby chickens are in their own coop, etc., etc. So, hey, noises. You may be able to hear a cat meowing right now, and the dogs have been needy. Also, we swear a lot. I'm feeling swearing coming on today. It's been a sweary kind of day. So, please treat this podcast as PG-13. We're not going to go into anything explicit of a sexual nature, at least not plan to. Why does he always look at me when he says that? It's habit. The other thing is, of course, that iTunes only supports two ratings, clean and explicit, and we have to put explicit because we're not squeaky clean. And he looks at me again. Sorry. You bring out the best in me. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode... What episode am I on? Oh, dear God. Uh, 53. 53! Episode 53. I actually have to check the calendar. I keep it on the calendar, the numbers on the calendar, so I don't forget. Um, since my notebook of interviews and planning is now basically useless. Yes. Since the planning went out the window when we had Audio Apocalypse last week. Yes, Audio Apocalypse last week, which I'm sure you explained at the time. Yes. Yes, so we won't relitigate it, mm -hmm. but yes. All of all of the, the pre-recorded interviews I had and set up and scheduled and everything all nice and neat and organized, and it was, the, the audio was absolutely, it was corrupted and it was terrible. So in the meantime, we bought a new Mac. Yes. For just for recording podcasts. Your Patreon money made that possible for us to go get the Mac Mini so that he has a dedicated machine that right. is not 12 years old. 12 years, something like that, yeah. And no, because I bought that, that Mac uh, after we got together, but it's... it's Nine years old. Something like that, yes. So there's that, and, and I'm really appreciative. You also got an upgrade while we were out. And I'm going to be interested to see how it has impacted your productivity. Yes. Uh, give me a little longer on that one. Okay. Uh, okay. This is a, a – I am switching up my drawing tablet system, and things are optimistic, but I don't want to get enthused about it and tell people to get one before I have used it enough to be like, and here's the major flaws. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean – a notebook, a $20 notebook is one thing. An expensive mm -hmm. piece of, of drawing equipment is another. So Yeah, very, very true. So one of the things that I'm dealing with, and I think you're dealing with too, is... Crushing despair. Well, I suppose uh, it's getting ready for Anthrocon. Oh! Man, I was talking about the Supreme Court. Yeah, Anthrocon. Yeah, Anthrocon. Sure, yeah. Yeah. No crushing despair here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about with this crushing despair shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Turn down the gain a little bit, because when you go, you're getting... Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's okay. The The whole thing about this is we have different planning needs for Anthrocon. Yes, right? that is very true. Because although I'm on a light schedule this year because I'll be assisting you, the guest of honor, one of the guests of honor. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Um, normally I'm scheduled to the eyebrows, uh, doing security work. Yes. And so this year as I'm looking at the schedule and I'm working through the planning stages with the rest of the 
quote-unquote senior leadership, unquote, of the org, I'm thinking to myself, we have we basically put together a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I mean, it's glorious, but it's terrible because it breaks out the entire time we have to run in 30-minute increments. So a column for every 30 minutes over the course of like five days, four days, and then a row for every person. And then what happens is that the uh, contract officer, the person who's who sets up all the schedule and gets everything in place, he sits down and he blocks out everybody's time on the spreadsheet, and then he sends it out. And we can review it, and that's great, and we look over it, and we come back with feedback. There's There's some collaborative pieces to it. But what happens then is at the actual con, he will print out, at least in advance, this entire schedule, this entire giant spreadsheet on multiple sheets of paper, tape them all together, and then as it changes, we're scratching things out or whatever. He had a last-minute change that he updated on the spreadsheet. We could print when we get there, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And constantly throughout the weekend, those of us who were working on our like taking logs and making notes and working on the computers to keep the organization and everything running are always being interrupted with people coming up going, Hey, can I look at the schedule and see what I'm on next? Can I look at the schedule and see what I'm on next? And the thing is, this is no slam on them because you have to do it because things have changed and there is no other option. Right. So after talking to another one of the dorsi, another one of the senior quote, I'm putting air quotes up against senior staff. I went out and I asked Ursula to buy me, the giant fucking post-it. Yes. This is the um, easel size post-it note. Basically, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pre-draw some grids and write down days and time slots so that we can write out who's on duty when and just put them on the wall in a non-destructive way. People can walk in, look at that. When we're done with Thursday afternoon, we can bring it off the wall because that's another kind of gripe is uh, I'm constantly going in and hiding, at least on my laptop or when I'm working on a laptop, the prior days. Because right. otherwise, you know, oh, yeah, I'll bring it up and it starts right back at Wednesday afternoon and you have to scroll all the way through it to get to like Sunday morning. It's and I'm hoping that this will prove to be kind of a force multiplier in that it's easy for people to walk up, look, know where they're going to be next. If there are changes, it's really easy to go up, scratch it out right Right in different names and time places. That reminds me, I told the pet sitter that uh, they should come over this weekend so you can show them how to take care of the chickens. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And and that's that's part of the whole organizational thing, right? So there's what happens at con. There's all the pre-work that we have to do, like, you know, pre-planning, setting up new display pieces that you're going to use. There's new art. There Which are new- I can either set up uh, what I should do if I was a good person. <laughs> And I've done this once or twice, is that I would do a mock-up. I would mock out the size of the table Mm -hmm. at my uh, art table, Mm -hmm. and I would set everything up on there so I know exactly where it should all go. Right. I did that one year, and it was great. It's fantastic. Yep. You really haven't done it since, have you? Uh, There is this kind of problem where we kind of get down to the wire a little, and I'm trying to make stuff to sell, and it's like not really a priority, so I just grab a whole bunch of stuff that could be used in the display, and Kevin weeps uncontrollably. I know, right? And uh, complains about it, but uh, helps me carry it anyway, because he has no choice. I have no choice. I really have no choice. And uh, so I got a bunch of stuff that we are trying out for the first time. Some of it may not work. If it doesn't, I'll pitch it back into the pile of... Right. It's not like I'm like taking my displays to the garbage or anything. It's more like 
I shove it in a corner of the studio until I need something that's shaped exactly like that. And mm-hmm. the amount of things I have repurposed oh, yeah. is yeah. vast and, and terrifying. The other side effect is in order to set up the table display and test it out, you would actually have to clean off your workbench. I'm not going to deny that that is a major factor preventing <laughs> this from happening. <laughs> just, Just calling it like it is and, and seeing how it's how it's done yeah look i can be productive and make stuff to sell at the con or i can clean my studio i only clean my studio when i am procrastinating very hard on something so about monday afternoon mm, no uh we have a house guest coming up is going to drive up with us and i think we're just going to go into all three of us sit in the studio getting progressively drunker shoving prints into little uh cardboard sleeves are, are you including me and the three of us no me liz and natalie okay good good yeah because i was gonna say i have i have podcasts to record and i have yeah <laughs> i was not expecting you to shove things into sleeves this year i haven't done that in years mm-hmm. i haven't done that since the tax man year you had me do it last year i have no memory of that whatsoever it was mostly the small prints did you, like, just show up in the studio and I was like, if you're just going to stand there, do this? I might have been walking by going, I need to something else. And you were like, come here and help me with this and shove these in here. He was totally just hanging out, wasting time in the studio because that's where all the cool kids were. So I made him work. That's probably true as well. Because, again, last year we had Liz and Natalie here in the pre-con time. Indeed. The pre-con time. So, oh, God, I can't deal emotionally with the fact that we leave in one week. Uh, we, there's plenty of time yet. It's early. Flaming chaos from Flaming the sky. Chaos. Yeah, so that's basically all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I Not that you asked, but we were about to get to what have you done Wombat Test Subject, weren't we? Um, we were getting there, but since I forgot to remind you to try out um, Choir... Oh yeah, so I didn't. That's that's kind of on me, but again, I've been watching you. You've got a new piece of equipment you're evaluating, and you're still within the 30-day return window, so yes. that's a priority right there. I'm running prints. So many prints. So many prints. Mm-hmm. I am trying to make pendants, although I don't know how many I will get done before the con. Yes. I am, uh, also, I have to edit a book mm-hmm. that just came back, and... There's another book that I'm supposed to finish, and I had a brilliant <laughs> idea for a series. Okay, it's not actually that brilliant, but I could write fluffy, angsty paladin romances forever. So You could, or, and you know, the fans would love it. At least uh, six or seven of them. Uh, it's several, yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you're sitting on your laurels. You're very busy, and you have a pretty clear idea as to when things are due, so you're keeping up, and that's, that's important. I have very well-padded mm-hmm. laurels, though. Yes. Well, I... I'm fond of those laurels. I like big laurels, and I cannot lie. So, one of the things I'm going to do, since I think we've pretty much gotten in the groove, and we're it's not that we're running out of things for you to try, but we've really got, like, a groove for you, and you're as organized as I think you're going to be after a year. <laughs> um, going to keep you around still for color commentary. Good, good. Because... Uh, I'm on my exercise ball now. You are. But I'm hoping after uh, we get back from Anthrocon, we will be bringing on a new test subject. Oh, God. Yes. Okay, who? My youngest son, who will be starting his junior year of high school. Has he agreed to this? 
He has. Alrighty. I might not have given him much choice, but um, <laughs> the plan is because because he said he's not that organized. I mean, he gets everything done. He gets fantastic grades, but he knows he could be a little better. And we're starting to get into college prep time. And plus, he is at an age where he is not. I mean, my systems work for me, and mm-hmm. I know what systems work for me, and I can usually tell very quickly that I will just pitch this out the window screaming and setting things on fire. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it, it might be useful to have someone who is slightly mm-hmm. less likely to begin screaming, it's a cult, it's a cult. Yeah, and as have we... started the artist way yet? I've not started the artist way oh, yet. Oh, God, it's such a cult, I can't I'm, wait. I'm going to have to read it at night or something because i know the person who gave it to me is going to be at anthrocon and i'm i would not be surprised if she isn't asking what i thought of it at that point yes. she didn't ask it um con carolina's hi d how you doing and i'm thrilled it works for you d but even you will agree totally a cult. oh yeah no she said that as she handed me the book <laughs> but that's that's the other thing is I'm going to start introducing over time, over the next several months, we're probably going to be checking in with other test subjects because there are so many people. There are like actually people like, I, I want to be a test subject, not just be interviewed, but I've had a couple of people like, I could really use your help. And so I think this is an opportunity to kind of share the, share the love. Absolutely. Absolutely. So long as it's only metaphorical love. It's only metaphorical love. Because I'm jealous that way. Oh, I understand that. Yes. You'll cut a bitch. I will. And then you'll, you. Then me. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. Believe me, I'm aware. Plus, your mother and uh, your your stepmother knows how to castrate a hog. Uh, and it's so, true. Yeah. It's true. Long long story there, folks. Ask us about it at a, at a personal appearance. It's not the sort of story we should put on this podcast. Well, I, I, I probably have told it on the other podcast, but really, the mm-hmm. hand gestures make this one work much better. Really so do. So you want this yeah, one in you, person. You want this one in person. <laughs> so, hey, that's, that's the big news here. I'm going to go back to getting ready to uh, for my next meeting, which is a meeting amongst the security staff about changes this year to process and procedures. And while I'm getting ready for that, I have an interview Yes, with our dear friend, Diana Harlan-Stein. Who is probably also getting ready for Anthrocon. She is, and we talk about that um, in the, the interview and how she keeps herself organized and the fact that she is the longest running D&D game with a female GM. She's been running the game for almost 40 years, and as far as she knows, she's the only female GM who's been running a D&D game since the early 70s, or late 70s, early 80s. The same game. The same game. There you go. There you go. So, it's awesome, and I was really glad she took some time to talk to us, so uh, you guys get to hear that right after this. Hi, everybody. 
I am on the line now with my friend Diana Harlan-Stein, who is an artist and a fellow Dorsai regular and a sci-fi person. And you've been nominated for Hugo's too, haven't you? Three times. Three times. Fan nominees. Fan nominees. Yes. Awesome stuff. So, Diana, I'm really excited to have you here. And I'm really interested um, about your you know, how you answer the seven questions. So can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do? Well, I am an artist. Uh, I have, as I said, three Hugo fan artist nominees. I've been printed in analog and card games and gaming supplements. And uh, I go to a lot of conventions. I go to about 10 to 14 every year. I ran the largest uh, ElfQuest fan club. I ran the largest Pern Club, and uh, I have the longest continually running D&D game by a female GM in the world. And that's and, and we've talked about that and compared notes and at, at various events we run into each other, too, because that's fun. I mean, you get two GMs in a room and it's, why party did this? Well, my party did that. That. And, oh, how do you run this? And what goes on with that? Yeah. Right. Um uh, I have to make a note that a lot. female GM. Female GM. <laughs> yes. Because I, I figured there are other um, gamer guys out there like me playing D&D since the early days. I started in 1978. It's 40 years old. Two but years before I did, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that many girls that were actually GMing, and there's not that many people who have gamed most every Sunday since. It's a sandbox game, and we're mm-hmm. always gaming. Yeah. So the yeah. idea of, yeah, there's probably a couple of guys out there, and I probably know a couple of them, but um, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm a girl, and I've been doing this forever. Yeah, and it's, it's actually, uh, I've been watching as uh, one other, well, you know, longtime player slash GM just got hired on by Wizards of the Coast, um, the, the artist uh, Satine Phoenix, who's been really big into it uh, recently. I would love to interview her someday. But anyway, it's it's exciting to see that there's more female acceptance in the gaming community, and you've got all the roots from the from the old days. Yep. I, I have never found, because you hear a lot about, uh, oh, they didn't like girls, but the environment that I was in, no, we had a lot of miscellaneous girls. They might not have been as serious about it as I was, but I was never turned down or, or looked down upon. People were confused by me, but <laughs> I was never shunned. Nice. Very nice. That's awesome. So yeah. 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 So through all that, how do you keep yourself organized? I am a um, paper girl. I am a traditional kind of organization person. Uh, Like my art, I got to have a pencil and paper. I used to have those Franklin Covey books for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Good God. Yeah. And the trouble is that as an artist, I'm I'm not needing uh, appointment calendars. So the idea of, oh, at 2 o'clock, what are you doing? Art. At three o'clock, what are you doing? Art. At four o'clock, what are you doing? Getting ready for dinner. Um, <laughs> very free flow. So I, I figured out that I didn't need to do that. And of course, David Covey, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, David Allen, um, and his getting things done system. I read the book and just love the man. Um, and I moved from this kind of clunky system with great big notebooks and expense every year. 
And now I'm doing basically a, a paper notebook that I call my talking paper book or right. my brain. Constantly writing things down. Now I've got a couple of um, systems that I use uh, on the computer, but uh, for the most part, I write things down. Um, crazy. I know I might I might skew all of your listeners. They won't know what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's funny because you you were before you were a full time artist. You were a techie kind of sorta. Yes, I was a computer person. Um, in very early days, um, and I was doing machine languages. Uh, I worked for the family company, Harlan Electric, Mm -hmm. and, um, I did everything from entering, you know, data spreads to, um, you know, coding new things. Um, but that was fun and nice. And, uh, when I, I reached a certain point in my artwork and I looked at my husband and I said, I would like to retire and do art professionally. (laughs) And he was utterly amazing because he says, I love you. I believe in you. And I Mm -hmm. think you should do that. So um, about that time I had the baby. Yes. 22 now. (laughs) I know. I know my my oldest is going to be 20 next week. So um, Uh, you're two years behind me all over the place. (laughs) Really? Really am apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. You you have to... (laughs) (laughs) I, I now see all sorts of interesting things in your future. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm not excited about all of them when I think about it. But no, uh... <laughs> <laughs> neither am I. Yeah. So, um, so I guess um, when we talk about uh, uh, systems and habits that are valuable to you, the the getting things done and um, uh, the now that you've you've uh, gone away from the uh, Franklin Covey kind of system is uh, is going to be going to be on that list um but oh poor ernie i don't i don't know what he's Aww. he's up to yeah he's i i'm in a room and he's not allowed in and i think he he wants my my attention the poor guy and i'm trying to get ursula to come down and distract him but um <clears throat> but he wants his daddy so um yes, of course yeah anyway <laughs> slight digression on the dogs um so um but you were talking about uh, uh, paper and using a paper planner. Is there anything kind of anything special or, or in the setup that you use? I love my paper planner every Monday. You know, all these people who are like, ah, oh, it's Monday. I hate Mondays. I'm like, oh, yay, it's Monday. Excellent. Because Monday means I can review everything I did during the week. Okay. Which usually, of course, includes my Sunday. Okay, game was good. Um, <laughs> but on on Monday, or it was terrible, depending on the guys. Um, but Monday is when I get to, you know, I get up in the morning and I so look forward to the first thing that I do is review my last week right. and review the projects that I'm doing and, you know, look at all of the miscellaneous tasks I have to do. I actually have, being an artist, I have a graphic that I uh, have a rubber stamp made of because I didn't want to draw it every single time, but it divides <laughs> my it divides my purposes into six sections so okay. that I can say art, business, craft. Notice it's ABC. D is my Dungeons and Dragons game. It's called Dark Fun. <laughs> e is entertaining. Entertainment. Remember to be social, Diana. Get out there and do something. And F for family. But I've right. got a little graphic stamp that I can go click. And that way I look at all of these areas of my life and I go, what is going on in each of these sections so that I can make my lists for the next week? Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and now how much, uh, just 
ballpark? How much did like that that stamp run? Did you did you make it yourself? Did you have it custom made? I I had it custom made. It was one of these. It's called X Stamper, and it's a oil based stamper, so it supposedly will stay forever. Um, and I rubber stamp champ dot com. Uh, and I just drew a little graphic and, and you know, uploaded it and, and sent it in. And uh, I bet you Ursula could use one for her page count square. Uh, well, she's 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 gone completely digital now. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I, 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 I read my comics online. Uh, I have one stupid little clicky game. I call it a Facebook game. Um, and then I try to get off of the computer because. I'm a traditional artist, and the more that I'm on the computer, the more I'm sucked down the rabbit hole, um, the gravity well. Yeah. So I, I got to get off the computer. I got to go do something. So I don't have a lot of my systems. And um, yeah. I tried your Habitica. Mm-hmm. The, that was fun, Habitica. And I remember you were saying it was really great for those little tasks, like, you know, did you brush your teeth? You know, right, you, right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's really good for that. I need to get back to it. Yeah. Well, and and for her, since she's you know digital artist and does everything in Word for her writing, doing digital yes. is just sort of natural for her. Natural for mm-hmm. her. While well, I have notebook after notebook after notebook, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullet journal system I was into for a short while, but I don't like to sit and draw on pages that are just for me right so all i wanted because if i'm drawing i'm i'm drawing you know for other people to see it or for the gamers or something um so i started looking at some of the things like oh here's a tracker for the times i go kayaking Mm -hmm. i like that here's a tracker for my silly clicky game (laughs) (laughs) but um other than that i'm like well i don't need all of this fancy, oh, what did you eat today, or how much water did you drink? Right, um, right, right, right. And I don't need to draw pictures around it, so I, I'm... Yeah, because if you're going to draw pictures, with... you should get paid for it. Exactly. You're a working so artist. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I work hard for the money. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, I have a, a getting things done list. I draw little squares. I like checking them off, and I have little sections for make sure I have notes for this, that, and the other, and I really like one of the things I find really useful is at the beginning of the lec- lectern 1917, I think they're called. Yeah, those um, are those books. are so popular. Yeah. Yeah, and I like them. Um, there's a nice section at the beginning where you can, you know, put in your table of contents mm-hmm. so that you can mm-hmm. go through every once in a while and say, "Here's I have a little con tracker." Um, drawing that I do. This is this is my con. This is how much it costs to get into it. This is the money I made last year. This is how much I'm bringing, and you know how many receipts uh, did you get? Gas. You know what did you buy for McDonald's? Right, right. Um, and then I could go through easily and say, oh, here's all the contractors. Even though I've got spreadsheet programs to hold on to that, but um, the the lectern books right now I like them. So, well, yeah, because you, know, you can you can just put it in your pocket and you've got it at the con. You don't have to worry about oh, I forgot to write it down, or oh, I'll put that in Excel later. Because no, it's right there for you, right where I can stick it in an easy, um, you know, like it goes straight in my purse or straight in my great big trunk full of artwork. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, always with me, my brain. And then when later somebody says, "When did you do this?" I go, "Hang on a second, I have that written down. I have it right here. There you go." Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, okay, so, so what other systems and habits are, are valuable to you? Um, gosh, uh, it's a pattern, basically. Um, I've got a couple of things for my D and D program, my D and D campaign. Right. There's an ancient program. Um, it's from some place called Anderware, and it's called Master Plan. Yeah, and you know there's a different Master Plan out there, but it's a it's a dice rolling program, and I adore it because when I'm trying to populate various uh, dungeon schematics, it will give me hints and ideas and monster guesses, and it's just here a random button. Give me five rooms full of information that I can you know sift down and find a an interesting encounter through. The suitable pieces you need, yeah. Yes, but I'm desperate to find, because this thing is ancient, and I, it's certainly not supported anywhere, and I will just kill myself once um, <laughs> Windows goes, if Windows goes past the, the use of it, I'm, I, I might just go ahead and keep a computer with old Windows on it somewhere. Because <laughs> that's a lot of information for me after, you know, gosh, 40 years worth of getting these things together oh yeah let's not let's not lose that yeah we'll we'll Um, we'll have to sit down and and talk about that if we have a chance at 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 anthro or something anthrocon Anthrocon. oh my gosh i'd love to (laughs) (laughs) i saw your your you showed me the um notebook that you had that had the the discs in it and i Mm -hmm. ran out and tried some of that trying new things gives me the um, enthusiasm again, you know, where am I reinventing my system? Where is my system still strong so that I can carry it forward onto perhaps a different media or in a different place and having that boost of this is new, this is different, this is exciting, um, sometimes keeps me going. Yeah. I always seem to return to a notebook and a bunch of colored pens. Not so many stickers. Sorry, Ursula. <laughs> I, I like the stickers. I put them elsewhere. <laughs> So um, Dave and I are working on a project um, recently that is our book of 500 cons. We've oh. been to more than that, but we needed to stop somewhere before we just tried to do everything. And it's right, fascinating right. going through, because I also am um, a, a journalist, a diary keeper. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a lot of information um, that you can glean out of your diary if you know how to manage the table of contents or if you <laughs> are crazy like me and i'm like oh yeah this is con number one wasn't that fun look here's here's badges here's uh the things that you did at it i i still so have all the bad- badges for all the cons ursula and i have done together Yay! so <laughs> all right um so here's a here's the the new question someday it's not going to be the new question anymore it's just going to be a regular question but it's still new to yeah. me how do you decide what to do first in a given day? Um, okay, when I write down my Monday list, mm-hmm. and I'm all excited and enthusiastic. I look them all over and I go, this one's quick. It's like the, the two-minute uh, email thing. Right, right. And I go, oh, I can do these three really quickly. I, I need to do them. I wrote them down. I've got a checkbox for them. And when they all get checked off, I will be happy. But... I'll do the easy, quick ones. Then I stop and I think about because I'm I'm a I'm a traditional girl. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Very, very. There are no people that are dependent on 
me showing up to a meeting with a spreadsheet and information that is required. Right. Um, what I have to do with other people is what I try to work out next. For instance, Sunday gaming. Um, or if I'm, well, if I'm meeting up with people, that's just, a, oh, we're going to the movies. Okay, right. what day are we going to the movies? Excellent. <laughs> but the people who depend on me, I used to do newsletters. Oh my gosh, I had a ton of newsletter stuff that I do. And we put out a fanzine size, you know, 150 pages Ooh. for the Pern fanzine every month. Oh my God, yeah. Art, stories, poetry, and we went, we'd sent it off to Anne McCaffrey and everything. She was wonderful. Um, but the things that need doing that other people are depending on mm-hmm. to see me with, um, those are the things that I tend to look at next. Um, usually it's um, small term stuff. But sometimes it's like, oh, the, the girls and I, I have a, a, a gaggle of girls. We call ourselves the pirates. Yes. And we are the artists that go around to AnthroCon and all the furry cons. Um, Natasha is one of your gamer girls, isn't she mm-hmm. still? Yeah, no, yeah, she is. And, she is. Yep, yep. And um, Heather Bruton, who comes down from Canada, and Marcy and Sarah and Michelle and Terry and... Mm-hmm. Who am I forgetting? Well, anyway, and (laughs) if I'm doing something for the girls, because sometimes we have a project that is going to be due at some convention or another, uh, sometimes I can look at those and say, can you move on those? Or do you have to wait until, you know, you get with everybody? Yeah. Do I, do I need um, to sit down and work on it in the same room or not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so usually, and then the, the other tasks are like, well, I like to do, sometimes I do the hard ones first. I like the hard ones first, but, what is it? Uh, swallow the frog. Yes. And then it's like, then I've got the cookie at the end. Oh, this one will be fun. Or this one is a late night one because I'll be tired. And if it's, if, if it's that late and I'm too tired, then I'm not going to be that creative. So it's like, get up, get moving, get into something interesting, exciting with meat on the bone. <laughs> and then, and then move on to, all right, I'm, I'm tired now. And usually that's when my crafting time comes in. Where's my crochet hook? Something something <laughs> your 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 hands can do and your mind can focus on so that and and I find that sort of thing does it gives you stillness, right? Yes, yes. I don't have chickens to go out and look at, so I will gaze out the window <laughs> or watch TV with Dave and and manage my crocheting. I, I will say that at two in the morning it's probably easier to crochet than to go up and wake <laughs> the chickens. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, see, I have a new kitten, and she hasn't quite yet got the sleep schedule thing down. And oh, she's yeah. a, a pouncer, pouncer girl yet, so um, she'll learn. That's exciting. <laughs> Always pretty. exciting. Yeah. Oh, yes, and the growling sometimes when the other cats are like, hi, and then she growls, and they're like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. Go. Well, she's a sweetie. Yeah. So what's the best so, advice or, or feedback? You've been given, unless you, you have something to add to the other stuff and I'm just overriding it, which I don't want to no, do. No, no, that's, that's about it. I mean, you know, one page daily sometimes is fun to do, but after a while it's like, oh, now you have to stop and get art for it or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the best piece of advice um, I ever read was never kiss a moody rhinoceros on the lips. However, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) 
<clears throat> that should totally be the badge for the, the badge code. Yeah, no, I'm I'm writing down Moody Rhinoceros right now. <laughs> or, or Moody Rhino, because it's really hard to remember how to spell rhinoceros all the time. Oh, rhinoceros, yes. My father, when I was young, um, and I think it was still elementary school, um, I came home from something and I had um, organized a bunch of stuff uh, from school. And then uh, at one point I was sharing um, a bedroom with my sister and I wanted my own room and there was an empty room in the house that was supposed to be for us to study in, Mm. but nobody ever did. So I I actually made a report when I was like 12 (laughs) um, and the report talked about the financial benefits. There was no financial cost and how much it would help. And I had this whole little report. And I proposed the idea that I could move into um, the other room. And I handed it to my parents before dinner. Mm -hmm. And then they read it. And after dinner, I approached my father and I said, what did you think of my report? And he said, ask your mother. And I went to my mom (laughs) and I said, what what did you think of my my report? And she said, ask your father. And I said, as any child knows, this means yes. Yes, absolutely. I got my sisters to move me. And my father looked at me and said, you are good at organization. You're very good at keeping things organized and getting report, getting things done. Right. And when you're very young and you have this extremely positive feedback, um, and even if I wasn't good at getting things done, and obviously I'm pretty sure I was, (laughs) but because your father has given you this, this, you know, piece of advice, this, this statement, you're good at this. Now it's true. Because right. You take that in, you take that into the, the, your center core and you go, well, if my father says I'm good at this and I'm good at this. And then you continue to do it and you continue to believe it. And it turns out to be true. So I think that one of the best pieces of advice that I can give to other people is encourage even the smallest amounts of your friends' activities or, or their organization attempts, because mm-hmm. once you start saying things like, wow, you're good at this, that's the kind of thing that can trigger that little switch for that person to go, you know, I am. I am good at this. Yeah, there there was a... Um... I remember reading an article where they were talking about uh, some of the psychological feedback. And if you go in, um, I, like, uh, it's a dentist's office, right? They they will go in and they will say, wow, you did a really good job keeping your teeth clean between appointments. Um, and then you're like, well, I'm doing a good job. And maybe you slack off. I mean, I'm one of those people who's like, well, I was doing a good job. And so maybe I'm not being as 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 whatever. But if you go in and they say, you've worked really hard to and and we can tell yeah and we can tell then that's that's a different kind of reinforcement you're going to be like well then i'm doing you know i obviously i'm doing the right thing so i'm just i'm going to try harder right and it it applies to so much more than just but uh, than that it's just i actually noticed that little psychology in my own life i'd read an article about it and then i noticed that because my I had that exact experience with the dentist and all the mouth surgeries and all that stuff. And I'm like, don't tell me what an awesome job I did. Tell me how hard I worked because there's, there's, you know, that's how my brain works on this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Poor, 
poor poor Dave is just back from the dentist today too. Oh so. well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I find because I sit at the conventions behind my art table that people come by, and if they ask a halfway intelligent question about art, I often will say, "So, let me see what you draw." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's encouraging your community and stepping forth into the role of. Um, I don't know, mentor or inspiration. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Let me see. You know, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is good. Yeah, uh, men- mentor is, and, oh. and coach kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is awkward when the only thing you have to say is, wow, I'm so glad you didn't use lined paper. <laughs> Still. Fortunately, most of the people I talk to are pretty good. <laughs> so. so, all right, I'm going to give you the option because you know what the last two questions are. Do you want the hard one first, or do you want the easy one first? Ooh, let's do the easy one first. All right. How do I celebrate my successes? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Retail therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I have done well, there's game stuff I can buy. Right. If I have done all of my nice little tasks and everything is all checked off and I got the convention done and I didn't have to stay up and only get four hours of sleep for the whole weekend, I can go out. Oh, look at the fountain pen stuff. Oh, <laughs> there's a fountain pen that I want that's like a $600 pen made from real volcanic rock. Oh, oh. Homo sapiens from Goulet Pen Company, <laughs> and I'm I'm saving my my um, Atta girls for that because I want one of those. <laughs> and and pen ink and oh, I have uh, as many artists um, do or can tell you about. I have an art collection book. It's filled with my D and D characters. Right. And um, I usually I'm like, well, if I've been a good girl at the convention, I take my collection book and I'm like, I'm going to go get a sketch. The trouble is that I wind up trying to get a sketch on either Saturday and it's late in the day because then I'm like, Oh look, I made table. Oh look, I made table Mm -hmm, and I made, mm -hmm. um, you know, cost getting here. And then I go, Oh, go get a sketch because you're a vinegar girl. And then everybody's full or they don't have the time or, well, I can take your book filled with many, many other sketches that cost me money. Um, I can take it home with me. And mm-hmm. certain people I would trust to take it home with them. But certain people I'm like, I don't know you well enough to trust you with my book. So, so that's that's where the disc planner is is coming in really handy because I'm going to take my 8.5 by 11. And, ah. and I'm going to take it with me because I've decided I need chicken drawings this year. Yes. <laughs> And it's it's really easy for me to say, okay, here's a piece of paper, and I can have it, you know, pre-punched, or you can give me a piece of paper, and I'll punch the right holes in it to just build my own notebook. That's nice. Yeah. I, I have a one of my uh, regular commissioners. He has a little packet that he gives you that always has Bristol and stuff in it, and his collection book is obviously a notebook of some sort. Right. Uh, and I think that would be so glorious because. Not everybody is, is on those days, or not everybody can draw chicken. Right. Um, <laughs> they'd be like, you would go ahead and give it a try, and, you know, well, wow, Natasha's chicken turned out amazing. Because it's wow, Natasha. Chicken yeah. was really good. Yeah, well, Natasha, she's wonderful at everything. I know. Um, and, and then there'd be a few sketches that you'd get that are like, that was a nice try. Thank you. And then you could put those in the back of the book as opposed to in the front of the book. <laughs> 
But no, we don't I'm, give away I, the secrets. Don't give away the secrets. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm one of one of the craft things that I like to do is uh, I hand bind books. Again, oh, a paper wow. thing. I, mm-hmm. I have a paper thing. So the the books that I walk around with are all you know hand hand done and spoonflower. You can have your own fabric printed. So the cover of the book is gorgeous as well as the oh, yeah, entire. Yeah. And you know but the yeah, spoonflower is local to me. Is it really? Yeah, they were founded over oh in Chapel God. Hill. Yeah. Oh my God! It's around the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love them. I've got some stuff with my D and D world map on it that I'm making a purse of as soon as I have the quote spare time unquote. <laughs> Artists are always working. <laughs> I know. I am well aware. <laughs> <laughs> so now the hard question. Yes. How to deal with failure. How do you deal with failure, or what do you do when you miss a goal? Most of my goals as an independent artist are self-manufactured and self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times that if I don't make a goal, I um, shrug my shoulders, I move the deadline, or I stop and evaluate, and I say, this is obviously... Um, not going to happen, or maybe I should run at this in a different way rather than coming at it from this point of view, you know, come at it from that point of view. Right. Um, for the most part, I'm not answerable to anybody but myself. And I'm a very cheerful person and I really tend not to fail. I have my hero, um, Captain Kirk of the Starship (laughs) Enterprise. And he said that he did not believe in the no-win scenario. Right. Um, And I am totally behind that because there's so many times that if I get into a point where I am failing, all you have to do is is either, again, redefine the goal, come at it in a different way, Mm -hmm. and there's got to be something that I can do to make this work, whether it's a phone call, whether it's um, a, okay, I'll su- submit a different portfolio. Um, currently, there, there's a, a lot of people out there who are willing to understand that, okay, this didn't get done because um, you had professional concerns, you had knee surgery, you had whatever going on. Um, and I can either refund money or, you know, excuse myself from the contract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, fandom is, is, is very nicely, um, movable that way. Generally, generally very forgiving. Yes. So generally I just put my head down and keep going and remember there is, um, no, no win scenario. I just move forward. Yay, Captain Kirk. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Side note. And this is, this is going to be of note to you and to all of the whiskey fans. I know her listening. And if, your husband Dave has not heard about this yet. I'm very sorry for the money I'm going to cost you. You know they're coming out with a special edition James T. Kirk bourbon. Oh, Kirk bourbon. <laughs> yes. And I did not know that. The, the cost that we're finding on the website right now is, please fill out this form to reserve your copy. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you uh, kind of what the cost is going to be, which is a lot. A lot. So I hope it comes in a fancy bottle. It comes in a fancy bottle. I even saw that there was a James T. Kirk flask that it looks like they're going to be offering. 
Ooh. And so, you know, well, all... we've got the, the enterprise plates in the, in the China cabinet, but I put it right there next to those. I, I have a set of those as well. So ah! it's only one, it's only one place setting, but, uh, still it's, uh, you know, that's, that's right. They only sold them. Well, you could buy more than one place setting, but no, no, one was good. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, together, together we can have dinner. There you go. <laughs> well, just, it, it's only a dinner for two. So sorry, Dave. Sorry, Ursula. For two. Yeah. Well, they can they can play waiter and chef. So, so Dave's going to do the <laughs> yeah, chef, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll go over like a lead balloon, I'm yeah, sure. Really. And then later we can we can play waiter and chef for them. There you go. Hey. I think I know who's getting the better end of that deal. Um. <laughs> hmm. Thank you so much, Diana for oh, um, taking the time out. Do you have anything else you want to to talk to uh, or express to the listeners? No. Oh, wait. I was going to plug. Plug. You should absolutely a, plug. Yes. I have a, a piece of art out coming out in the Tiny Dragons book. It is a small little three-by-three-foot book that's fairly thick. Not three-by-three-foot, mm-hmm. three-by-three-inches. Goodness. Um, filled with lots and lots and lots and lots of dragons. So I had to be right there because that's exactly where I live. Cute and dragon and tiny. Yes, exactly. So it's coming out soon mm-hmm. and um, you can always find me. A lot of the people around listening can find me at various science fiction, furry, comic book conventions across the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to Dragon Con. I get to San Diego Comic Con. I get to all sorts of places. So I have my uh, trusty baseball cap with horns. You, you do? Me, come on up, say hi. I've, I've worn the darn thing since 40 years, 1978, I bought it in. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, yeah, and, and, I have an old hat. <laughs> yeah, and you've got, you've got a website? <laughs> I do. Naiadstudios.com, N-A-I-A-D, studios.com. There's lots of pretty art. And there's a link to my D&D campaign, Dark Fawn. And it has uh, characters and sketches and timelines and all that kind of stuff that uh, every GM knows and keeps track of. Yes, uh, or at least <laughs> it's scribbled somewhere in a notebook, so you you know you did it. N- n- notebooks and web pages. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I have I have notes spread across OneNote and Evernote and documents and Dropbox and they're they're all over the place. So you know I'm. I'm leaving a yeah. digital trail for the last decade of this campaign. Oh, see, and I don't want my players to know what I'm planning, so my digital footprint is very small. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I had um, my friend Colin, who also is a DI, mm-hmm. uh, is actually now Skyping into my game. Not Skyping, but he's he's um, right uh, bo- booting into my game now. It was 15 years ago that he used to play with me. And there's not a lot of good games in Florida. So no. now Gary, mm-hmm. Gary Bratzel brings him in and we set up the, the talking head of Colin Land. <laughs> um, and we have gaming. And then his daughter comes around in the background. Sooner or later, I'm probably going to have to tell her she needs to roll up a character. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> Nope, that's all. Thank you for all letting right. me plug. No, Yay. I've been, I've, that's, that's, you know, I, I enjoy, um, giving people the opportunity to show off their stuff and I love your stuff and I'm probably going to be coming up in about a, a week um maybe a little more than a week cuz I guess we're about a week away from Anthrocon but it's early yet plenty of time 
Um, plenty, plenty of time. Plenty of plenty time. time. Yep. No. I'm going to be coming to talk to you about chickens, so you better be ready. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Diana. And, yeah. Yep. And remember, traditional and digital, as long as you're organized, you're good. Absolutely. And careful of moody rhinoceroses. Moody right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, thanks Diana and folks we'll be right back And we are back. We hope you enjoyed that interview. I had a lot of fun talking to Diana. And we're going to probably be comparing, once again, comparing D&D notes at the con and comparing our planners and showing off pens to each other because we both have a fountain pen problem. And she is so based on paper. So all this stuff, she really digs it. Kevin, uh, Kevin I think, gets a certain amount of cachet in D&D circles by the fact that he has to GM for me. There is, there, I, I don't know if it's, if it's that or if it's just pity. Well, pity is the same thing. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. mostly pity. I, I can get drinks yes. off of, anytime there, there's, there's stories telling about, well, my group did X, well, my group did Y, I can just say, I have Ursula V as one of my players and they just buy me drinks. I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> She insisted we adopt out the hellhound and find it a forever I, home. I did get some feedback that the storytelling you do on Twitter, talking about our games, is brilliant and is one of the things that people really enjoy. Which I am just so smug that I have transcended the let me tell you about my character. Because as we all know, there is nothing worse than having someone come up and tell you about their D&D game. So the fact that people actually want to hear it stuns me. I, I, I know, right? I, th I'm, I'm so glad you guys like it. <laughs> thinking anyway. of, yeah, thinking of all of that, we issue open badges. And as such, you can enter a code on our website, you can claim a badge, and the badge is an image with some metadata that talks about where you earned it, and when you earned it, and who gave it to you, and you can put it on other websites using the, uh, I guess, the standards that are involved. We work with Credly, and they help me do the issuing of badges at some point, I'm actually going to have to, I'm going to move off their free plan, and then I'm going to weep uncontrollably, because... Our Patreon isn't enough to be able to afford it. It's really sad. I might have to talk to them. Anyway, all that being said, this week's badge code, based on a thing that uh, Diana and I talked about, is Moody Rhino. Okie dokie. As she said, you uh, the best advice she'd ever gotten was never kiss a Moody, rhino, uh, moody Rhinoceros on the lips. I lost it for a minute, as I'm yes, sure you I can, can imagine. Yes, I understand. But our badge code this week is Moody Rhino. We are getting ready, as we said, for AnthroCon. So if you're going to be in Pittsburgh for AnthroCon July 4th weekend or the weekend after July 4th, we will see you there. Come find us. Oh, I do have one update I didn't mention. Okay. I have been using my exercise ball chair for a week. You have? I love it. 
I'm guessing. I write on it. I drag it up to the kitchen table and sit on it and write. And I'm surprised bounce. you don't take it upstairs, up and down the stairs to your office when you're working there. I do so little work at my main computer now. It's mostly mm. I, I've gone to a point if I'm not doing like major, uh, like if I'm in major illustration mode, mm-hmm. which as you know, after the last Hamster Prince says book, I have not had to sit there. And it, I've gotten to a point with that spot that if I do not have to sit there for some pressing reason, I would rather be anywhere else on the planet. So, oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it is very possible, in fact, mm-hmm. that uh, once everything is said and done and if I am no longer doing illustrated children's books, mm-hmm. I may need to completely reorganize my studio to get away from that spot and the association of I will always be sitting here and always drawing hamsters. Oh, that's fair. But we are not quite at the point yet where... Uh, Excuse the orange cat possibly that, making so. noise on microphones. As it is, love the exercise ball. We'll mm-hmm. say there was one slight problem because our thing ran so long last week mm-hmm. recording, and then I think we couldn't even use the end recording. Um, yeah, I had to re-record it, yeah. Well, the one that uh, that got lost, uh, we sat there for a while and uh, my butt fell asleep. Yes. And that would have been terrible, but then my genitals fell asleep. It is a problem. And the moral of this story is... Keep it PG-13. Yeah, uh, there are places you don't want pins and needles. We're just going to leave it there, folks. So, you know, stand up frequently when using the exercise ball. So our badge code this week, Moody Rhino. I'm going to come up with a great image for it, I hope. (laughs) We, as we mentioned earlier on... We are able to do a lot of this because of your support. Here comes the NPR moment. We make money through, or, or we cover expenses for all of our podcasts through Patreon, patreon.com slash Ursula V. Someday we will finish the great rebranding to the after Red Wombat Anthrocon. Studio after Anthrocon. Yeah. Uh, but that's really, you guys are what make these podcasts possible. And we have there are some there are some nice perks. We don't make any promises promises with it, but you do generally get all the self published books from T King Fisher. from T King Fisher for free as part of it. And but mostly, we just try to produce a whole lot of content, mm-hmm. and thank you for it. Yep, so. and I, since I'm producing mostly free content, this is how you're making it happen. Really thank proud of you. that. Yes, uh, to everyone who's bought me a coffee on coffee.com, thank you. I I survive on coffee and fizzy water mostly. It's true. And whiskey. But not as much whiskey as coffee and fizzy water, thankfully. Yeah, if you drank as much whiskey as you drank coffee and fizzy water, your liver would be the size of a rhino. Yes, it would. But you can buy me or buy us coffee at coffee.com slash ksunny. All of these are linked on the support section of the website at productivityalchemy.com. All right, I got a meeting to get to. And my butt's falling asleep. And your butt's falling asleep. So I think it's time we call it a week. We'll talk to you guys next week, pretty much from the road. And remember, folks, stay productive. Woo!